Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. Hey, good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. Well, this is a special treat because I get to interview someone that I produce. And I get to interview this amazing woman who has written actually two books. But the book that I'm going to be interviewing her on is the most recent book. It's called Long Live You, Your Step-by-Step Plan to Look and Feel Better Than Before. And so I welcome Jane Wilkins-Michael to the show. Hi, Jane. Hi, Lori. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. I'm also a big fan of your show, just so you know. I haven't been on it, and I've been listening, and I'm saying, when is Lori going to have me on her show? <laughs> so now, I finally, that's in my bucket list, Lori, and I finally achieved it. <laughs> I had to write a book to get on your show, but hey, hey. you got to do it. You have to do what you have to do, right? <laughs> you know, that's funny. I, um, I have to say, I learned so much more about you while reading your book. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm I don't know if that's of, good or is that good it, or bad. That is I'm good. Sure. That is good. Okay. I, I, I mean, you know, there are some funny things that we can all laugh at, but you laugh at yourself anyway. So, and, you know, that is one of the best things. Um, what I really like is how you start your book. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do, do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. Of course, that's a Willy Wonka quote. And um, you also favorite quote. Oh, you know, (laughs) I do. I think it's great. I love it. (laughs) My daughter read it. She goes, Mom, Willy Wonka. I said, Look, listen to this quote. It's so perfect for opening up this book. So (laughs) (laughs) the fact that you also start with a story about a fortune teller, you know, I, you know, I would never call myself a psychic, but people definitely come to me to uh, find out what's going on in their world. However, I ask you about it all the time. Laura, what's going to happen to me? You just don't say. I'm just saying, does she know something that I don't know? <laughs> I'm always wondering why there's silence on your end. But no, you're a very positive person. You're a treasure to work with. I no. can say that publicly because this is your show. And I say it on my show too, but you you know, do. now I can say it on all shows. <laughs> and Jane's show, of course, is called Better Than Before. So check it out because she's you, she has some of the most amazing guests. And uh, you want to you want to listen to some of her shows because they are amazing. You also have a quote by Coco Chanel: "My life didn't please me, so I created a new life." And so your whole book, well, besides the fact that it's about long live you, but it's it's becoming better than before. And I discovered while reading this that you know you sort of started it out by helping cancer patients. So tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are now. Um, how long is the show, Lori? <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a couple hours here? So, okay, the shortened form. <laughs> uh, the short, okay, the shortened form. You didn't say that. No, it's a, you know, you're very strict when you produce my show. You say, "Look, you have five minutes, four minutes, three minutes." I get signals, but um, well, I did start out. It's true. I was at uh, Town and Country Magazine, and we did a beauty initiative with Look Good, Feel Better, which is an organization. Uh, it's a philanthropic organization for. Uh, breast cancer survivors, basically. Mm. And we work with the beauty industry 
and they give products. I donate products and wigs and and time for makeup artists, etc., to uh, breast cancer to women who are undergoing treatment or just finished treatment. And they come to the hospitals and they give lectures. And it's all about looking and feeling better than before. And it's really if you look good, you feel better, which is true. And I saw that when we put a wig or makeup or just helped a breast cancer survivor feel a little better about herself, give her some positive feedback. Because, you know, going through cancer is a very negative experience. From the protocol to the hospitals, you you walk into a hospital like Sloan Kettering here in New York City, and I mean, it's so depressing. It's such a negative, negative kind of doom and gloom, which of course is expected. But there's a lot of hope and a lot of positivity, too, in how they're treating cancer today. So I saw how doing this sort of positive between their looks and their emotional well-being, how much that helped with the survivors that I worked with. And I broadened it because not everyone has to go through an illness, hopefully, although the book addresses that. But there are other issues in life. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's stress that comes from, as you know, from all areas. Mm-hmm. It's not just illness. Um, so I kind of tackled a lot of those areas in the book. And that's, but that was the start of it, and I just broadened it. Well, my theory is that stress causes all illness. So, yeah, thank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Lori, how do we get rid of it? It's, it's, it's interesting because, um, and, and I'm, I'm very candid with you and, of course, on the show, but my husband, the lawyer, he just had a heart attack, okay? Right. Now, it's not because he doesn't know what to do. He does. I mean, he read all the books. He read all my books. He's actually been on the show. He's, he's, he is a, a big fan, and he knows better. Most of us at this point know better. It's what we choose to do. That, you know, it's our choice. And he always says, oh, it's stress, it's stress. Yes, it is stress, but we all have it. I mean, we, we are constantly inundated with it. So it's how we, we deal with it. And, and that's why I actually came up with this better-than-before plan, if you will. It's not just eating kale and thinking happy thoughts and no. walking around the block because that's fine. Otherwise, you know, my husband would starve to death if, God forbid, you put a piece of kale in his mouth or on his <laughs> plate. <laughs> if that's all he has to eat in the world, he would be the thinnest man. <laughs> he just wouldn't eat. So it, it's, it takes all of this sort of multifaceted approach and all the, the, the steps or the rungs, uh, and I'll, just, I'll tell you in a minute why I put it in rungs, are just, it, they all work together synergistically to make you look and feel, more importantly, better than before. So they all deal with stress. For example, if you don't eat well, that's stressful because you don't feel well. And if you don't exercise, you also don't feel well. And, and that's stressful. And you find that they, and you have to have spirituality. It's not something you do, it's something you are. And to have that belief, as I do, in a higher power, which I find very, very empowering for me, helps me out of stressful situations. So all of these rungs work together. And the reason I put it in the form of a ladder, not the kind you fall off of, not to worry, (laughs) it's a visualization technique is that the idea is to take suggestions from each rung, each day, all of the rungs, each day, and slowly visualize yourself climbing out of your lifestyle rut, whatever it is, large or small, or just annoying, um, and, and onto a life, as I say, that is better than before. So stress, so eating well, having a better emotional 
attitude, being fitter, using natural remedies, seeing a doctor if you have to, um, all of these uh, support from your family, etc. And, and beauty too, you know, taking good care of yourself. That all works together to, to help alleviate your stress. It won't do away with it. That's impossible. But it will help you get it under control. Did that make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, that's what I like about your book. I mean, everybody says, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And, you know, we get so caught up usually in where we think we're going or where we want to be going. We stop, we forget to stop and smell the roses, so to speak. We forget that it's not the destination, it's really the journey. So each of these rungs and, you know, they are all important, equally important, and we we just have to, you know, sort of make choices every day. So when you started to ask me, I mean, it's really about choices, and you said it. I mean, we have to make choices every day, and, you know, I have many people on my show, and we talk about choices, and, you know, one of my favorites is, you know, Thomas Campbell, who is a nuclear physicist. And we always bring it back to love. So the choices are, you know, are you choosing from a place of fear, which is most of the time where we're choosing from, which mm-hmm. creates stress, um, or stress creates the fear, which creates more stress. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, or we cycle. can choose from a different place. And when we make that choice... You know, there's all these other things, like there's these distractions that we have, and food is one of those distractions. Food is one of those areas where, you know, what we want, what we all want, what our ego wants is to feel good. And so it chooses certain things. There's all sorts of addictions that our body chooses. Sometimes it's alcohol, sometimes it's drug, but most often, because that's how we were rewarded as young children, we choose food. So food becomes a really catchy area. Now, you're kind of the exception because you kind of grew up in an atmosphere very different from most people. You had a mother who also was in the beauty industry, who was in the fashion industry, who I've now learned even more about. <laughs> yes, but, you know, she was very, very famous for her time. She was a Cody Award-winning designer, one of the founders of the Fashion Institute of Technology here in, 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 here in New York City. But she also... Um, was way ahead of her time in the fact that she believed in the sort of holistic approach that diet was very important. And I remember that she used to have, we used to have to drink, and those were the days that um, liver, you know, they weren't as toxic, you know, like cow's calf's liver, I guess. And we had a, we drank raw, she made raw liver juice because that was full of vitamins and vitamin Bs and so and we're not we, talking cod liver oil. We're talking. No, no, like, no. Oh, we're my. talking. I take cod liver oil. That, that's okay. <laughs> this is real liver juice, right? And we didn't like it. My brother and I, we did not like liver juice. And we used to throw it out the window. And seriously, I went back years and years later, and there was a little garden under. We lived on a 17th floor, and underneath was a little garden. And I noticed that the world's most gorgeous tree had grown <laughs> where the liver juice landed. <laughs> I think probably in the end of the day, it was really good for you. (laughs) We never got any of its benefits because we wouldn't drink it. But she would make her own yogurt. I mean, she would buy, I don't know, organic cows at that time. I just remember looking in the freezer and there's like a cow in there. (laughs) Where's this 
from? She goes, oh, it's organic. But it was, uh, she believed in that. And, and I think it was important today. Of course, you have Whole Foods. I mean, everyone believes in it. And, and it's, you know, it's, and it's certainly readily available in those days. It wasn't, uh, but they right. also didn't have as much junk food and well, fast food. I was just right. going to also say that yeah. a lot of cattle probably were mostly grass-fed mm-hmm. and, you know, without hormones. They, they certainly, it's it's only been, you know, I don't know, the last 30 to 40 years that they've really started to put, you know, hormones in. I mean, I think chickens were always treated badly, but, you know, right. I mean, anywhere that I ever looked, cows you know, we're all grass fed. So they were probably a lot healthier. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. And, and as your book talks about, I mean, this isn't about, again, it's not about the destination. It's taking your time and finding ways that work for you. And, you know, letting letting your your life unfold in a way that that is natural instead of you trying to force things. So let's talk about your first, your first rung, which is doctor's order. And yeah, let's talk about that because obviously that's, you felt it important enough to make it as the base and the root of your ladder. So let's talk about that. Well, also, also I, I just want to add to what, what you were talking about. I mm. think a lot of people feel that they're instant bullets and quick fixes, and, oh, yeah. and they're really not. You know, I think you have to, and, and part of the whole program is that it is a gradual, very gradual, little steps, little steps, baby steps, because you didn't get where you are in, in 10 minutes. You're not going to lose, you know, 20 pounds by dinner, nor are you going to get incredibly fit with one session at the gym so you have to realize it's a very small increments that that make it happen and i like to think about the japanese expression kaizen it's, it's really two words kai is change then for the good so you know you 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 try to feel better and look better uh it by taking little little baby steps so why well, I, I started with doctor's orders because today doctors the the the, the good doctors uh really combine and they should uh, a holistic approach as well. It's not only about tests and medicine. It's about preventative medicine. And more and more doctors I have found are offering advice in this area. And again, if they're not, they should be. <laughs> if they're not, find another doctor. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of things that they, and a lot of people, I know my husband included, he wants to get, med- you know, he wants a doctor to say it's a good thing. And a lot of people are that way. You know, they don't, they read it in a book, fine. But does my doctor believe that? And it's very important to them. And certainly, as you know, Lori, and you also read that I'm a very big hypochondriac. <laughs> I've had a uh, hip replacement because of that horrible uh, skiing accident, heli skiing down Mount um, Kilimanjaro, uh, as, as you know. And uh, also, I mean, I didn't want to tell people that actually I fell off a camel on a press trip to Morocco because I didn't know the camel uh, didn't sit. I mean, what animal doesn't sit? They sort of lurch forward and I went off its head. So that just didn't seem as, as interesting and as fascinating as heli skiing. Now, right. I added the heli skiing until mm. someone said, well, you can't really heli ski. It's very cloudy up there. So I think they realized that I wasn't, you know. I was kind of making it up. And then my other leg I broke. Again, it was some, like, toe-in surfing accident in Malibu. But, indeed, it was running for the phone, and I slipped on a carpet. <laughs> so, so I have a plate in one leg with screws, and I have a brand-new hip. 
and, and that poor doctor, he, he just had to deal with, as you can imagine, every other minute. Have you ever snipped a femoral artery in surgery? No. Have you ever lost a patient? No. I mean, we went through this whole litany. Finally, I think they disconnected every single one of their phones in the hospital. They said, just get in here, okay? We're not answering any more of these questions. <laughs> so I am a perfect walking example of what modern medicine can do. And my husband, with his stents, and one of the, the two of them just saved his life as of a week ago, once again, um, I, you know, I, I, we needed medicine. And all the, the, the theories of so many years ago, you know, probiotics and all this, and, you know, they just, uh, so no one knew about them. Today, doctors are saying, yeah, I mean, acidophilus is a good thing. So <clears throat> we, we can listen to them. And certainly some of the things that they say, um, we should listen to, you know, stop smoking. You walk through, if you smoke, uh, you walk through or you take a walk through the <clears throat> lung cancer part of Memorial Sloan Kettering, every single, fill out a questionnaire. I've had friends who did it. They're like 25 pages. Every single one of those pages is how long have you smoked? When did you smoke? Or have you stopped smoking? So smoking is very, I mean, if you can stop it, another thing about stress, if you can do something about it, why not? Stop right. smoking if you can. And it, it's, right? to a point, because I do know people, I mean, the stress of stopping smoking right. creates other stresses in the body. I mean, the problem, I mean, the problem isn't tobacco. The problem is all the chemicals Addiction. that were put Addiction. in the tobacco. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's a real tough addiction to, to stop because... Because once, you know, it, then you have to replace it. You have to replace it with food or something. It's, right. it's a real tricky one and unfortunately a really difficult one and a really nasty one because it is so unhealthy. I mean, obviously it's better to not have ever smoked. Started, but, right. But when right? you start. No, I, I, I totally ag agree with you. And I think, but people do. I mean, you have of to course. somehow say, I have to, whatever it takes that you have to yeah. know and realize in this day and age that you have so many chemicals anyway in the air to add cigarettes <laughs> on top of it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. And really you are, you're hopefully um, going to stop uh, lung cancer mm -hmm. if you can. That's mm -hmm. one of the things we can do. You know, but it sounds like my husband with the excuses. Well, I have to eat this cupcake because if I don't, I'll have more stress not eating it than if I eat it. And stress is bad for you because it can clog your arteries as quickly as a cupcake. And I go, huh, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's the same sort of the excuse. Like, got to have it. I'll be too stressed. So that's why this sort of synergistic, if that's a word, ladder works because you do replace it. You know, yes. you, you, you do take each of these steps and, and you, or rungs, and let's say you eat better and and maybe and you exercise maybe if you want a cigarette you can go now i haven't smoked so I, I but i know it's a it's a it's a horrible addiction as you said you know you go out and take a run or you go out and you exercise i mean you, there are things that you can yeah. hopefully replace it but again tools. slowly tools you know? yeah and tools. this these are the tools that you sort of assist people with and yes Correct. it is definitely the probably the worst one um you know depending on what your addictive personality is like you know, it is probably the worst one. It's probably far worse than alcohol or... Yeah. Okay, so there may be some... Um, <laughs> there may be well, some... if you overdo. See, the thing drugs is... Drugs that are have, a little yeah, bit more. I mean, but, addictive personality. Yeah. Some people can have a couple of cigarettes and not, you know, have like 
smoke on the be weekend a social, or smoke. Yeah. It's be a social smoker, social drinker. I mean, uh, you know, that's okay if it works. But if you can't, then, you know, you really have to stay away from it um, because, you know, it's, it's for your own health. And, and you'll feel better. You'll look better. Yeah. You know, you're, a lot of women, you see their skins and they have, they're lifelong smokers. And you could tell because you're deprived of oxygen. And they wonder why their skins aren't as, as, as beautiful as yours is, Laurie. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it does take an effect. So if you know that and you can stop, I tell everyone, I mean, I know people smoke. I said, have you had a cigarette? And they're all working with me. You know, you need yeah. support. You need someone to work with you. Yeah. A family member, friend, you need to answer to someone. And they can help you. It's very hard to do these alone. So if you have someone, you know, or, or make it hard for yourself, put the cigarettes outside or don't have them in the house, as you were talking about, about the food. Don't have it in the house. Don't tempt yourself. Yeah. And it's much harder to go out at, you know, 8 a.m. or 7 or 6 a.m. in the morning and buy cigarettes than if you have it right there and you can light it up with your coffee. So, make, you know, you have to learn these little tricks and, right. and they can help. Small, slow steps. Not, you're not going to give everything up at once. That's just asking too much. And I do like how you address genetics and how it's not always about our genetics, our age, our ethnicity, or family history, but that 80% of illnesses um, can be prevented by lifestyle changes. And that's what really the book is all about. So it's about how to, how to make the changes that you need to assist you to be better than before. Right, and I love my favorite expression is genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. <laughs> nice. So if that's the one saying that I can pass along to your listeners, that's very important if you remember that. Because, yeah, we all have genetic, um, you know, I have arthritis in, in my genes. So it, it is, you know, maybe that's the reason for my hip, aside from that just brutal skiing accident. But, you know, things happen. And, and Bob has genetic heart issues so knowing that you have to be even a little more vigilant right 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 absolutely and so smoking is definitely one of the things smoking and again you know skin cancer is avoidable wear sunblock that's an easy one i mean that's in the medical yep. category and again um doctors now are telling you that uh, you know you do want to avoid the trans fats i mean this is all yeah. in, the, in sort of the doctor's orders uh, uh, you know avoid trans fats uh, you know reduce your natural saturated fats as much as possible you focus more on the mono unsaturated fats the olive oils and the almonds it's the mediterranean diet a lot of doctors now are recommending that yeah so that's a good thing you know if your doctors listen to your doctor i said to to bob your cardiologist says, go on. I can th just tell him till I'm blue in the face, you know, don't eat that muffin. But if his cardiologist said, look, you know, you should not eat a muffin, he won't eat it. So some people do listen to the doctor. Doctors, yes, I should send him to like a doctor every single day, yeah. you know, like, listen, listen. <laughs> I call her before he goes there and say, please tell him, you know, he's got to eat more blueberries and drink more water, you know. And she goes, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. <laughs> she gets these massive emails. <laughs> please, please, I can't do this alone, you know. But it's easier if someone else says it. So another tip is, you know, work with your doctor. Do tell him right. how, you know, you feel and, and, and your husband or your, or, you know, your, if, you, if you're doing it for someone, your family member, um, loved one, uh, you know, what his history is a little beforehand or tell the nurse to tell him so he's a little aware of what, of what to advise, basically. Right. Um, and again, if you don't like your doctor, find another one. There's so many of them and you should, you should keep that in mind. You, you yeah. have to be proactive with your own health. It's your choice. So that's what I also recommend. 
Absolutely. If you can. And again, the exercise, that's just the basics. The doctors are recommending it today. You know, and a positive attitude has a remarkable impact on your overall health. And um, that's another medical. These are all medical reasons to to start taking better care of yourself. And that's sort of what the doctor's orders wrong is all about. Just, you know, emphasizing the fact that doctors today do believe it as well. It's not just my feeling and not just beauty experts or, you know, nutritionists. It's really, it's, it's the medical um, research has proven that it works. Yeah. Some people want to go by that, including my husband, the <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> so, I agree that, you know, having a strong base is important. And when we're talking about our health, I mean, it's mental, emotional, physical. And if our physical is obviously being battered around a lot, which it can be, it affects both the mental and emotional aspects of our lives. And, you know, so understanding the different ways, making sure that you have maybe a, a nice base, whether that's with the traditional medical system or with alternative. And you certainly talk a lot about alternative as well. And I think, you know, they kind of work together. And as long as they can work together, then you're definitely becoming better than before. But let's talk about emotional well-being. I think that's the second rung. And it's certainly, you know, a really big part. It's, you know, Huge. you talk about it in, you know, Fighting huge, depression. Huge. Yes. Um, well, you know, Lori, we all have bad days. You know, it's yeah. okay. You're allowed. Um, but what you don't want to do, and that's what, as you know, we tell, um, I tell my listeners and, and you tell your listeners that what, what you don't want to do is dwell on your past failures and just let them consume you. And we do have a habit of doing that. You know, we all dwell on what went wrong. You know, you meet someone and go, oh, God, can I, you know, and they just complain instead of, moving on you you, what I really try to impress upon uh, readers of this book is that move on you know learn from them then move on you cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube and you know and I know that what you worry about the most never really happens anyway are you still going to worry about what you worry about right now a month from now no you're going to forget all about it so sometimes you say oh this is just awful and it's the worst thing that could ever happen and my mother-in-law said that she said oh this day is the worst that can happen i said well you know don't say that there are obviously other things that could happen and then she fell in the aisle at key food and hit her head in the dairy department so i said <laughs> and she goes you know i'm never going to say that again i said no just say you're having a really good day <laughs> so, <clears throat> so yeah yeah, bad things can happen, and, and, and yes, they can, but if you dwell on them, you know, they, if you become phobic, oh, my God, that's going to happen, so I can't, I can't move, right? So um, don't waste the energy on, on, uh, on being negative. Just there's always something positive that you can think about, that you can do. And, and I think that's, a, that's important. You know, you, you slowly start to look at your life in a, in a more positive light. So... Um, think about the things. Think about how grateful you can be for what you have. And, and as you know, I say in the show, if you focus on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. But we all have something we can be grateful for. So we should appreciate that and be grateful for it. You know, you have to learn to recognize even your smallest accomplishments. And I think a lot of us don't. You know, we do. what are we going to do next? I take an example of, of my daughter. You know, she's in 
<clears throat> she just graduated law school, but she'd come and say, oh my God, I got a B, I got a B on something. I said, it's a B, you know, don't worry about it. In the scheme of things, it's, it's okay. And the next thing she got an A because she learned from it, but she was so overwhelmed with that. But she learned that what she did wrong, now she did right. So if it's a teachable moment, it's, it's not a bad thing. Absolutely. You know, we all have to learn from that. And you do have a quote from Deepak Chopra, and and I know that if you ask any question, if you ask why to any question, why are you, why do you want this? Um, ultimately, the answer you'll get is that we want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so, you have, you know, a lot of things about, um, you know, where to begin and how to begin on your emotional well-being. And the one thing that I say to most people is that happiness is something inside you. We seem to think it's conditional on the outside as to, you know, things that happen or things that we want to happen. But it's really an emotional emotional response that we create within us. And that's the one thing that we're in charge of is how we feel inside. But let's talk about, you know, the different levels of, um, you know, how to begin with, you know, shifting our emotional well-being and you mentioned gratitude that's kind of usually one of the end things but you know you mentioned you know acknowledging um our our resistance our natural resistance to change and that that's that's probably a really big one you know we want change but as we get closer to it because we fear the unknown you know we often we often definitely have issues with change (laughs) that's very very well said it is the fear of the unknown that's that really what keeps a lot of us from or or for some people the fear of success that's why they don't want to move further because you know what what if i am successful what if people don't like me i mean it it all goes back to them so it's it it is difficult but you sort of have to to get over that (laughs) to move on i tell this story i tell one of my columns i asked a very wise person once who was a shaman in fact uh, what is the true meaning of life and she said she would consult her guides in the heavens and get back to me and i know she had a uh, a spiritual connection. I do. I did uh, believe very strongly in her, to the point when she asked me to go like shopping with her at Bloomingdale's for underwear. I said, "No, no, no. You're my shaman. I don't want to look at you in that light. <laughs> you're a shaman. You have a direct contact with the guides in heaven. So please, I will not go underwear shopping with you at Bloomingdale's." So, but this was before that. <laughs> I believe that she really did have a, an ear to to heaven, and she said, "Well, I'll get back to you and tell you about the true meaning of life." So. I said, fine, and waited a couple of days. I said, well, I'm going to learn. You know, this is great. I can hear it from on high. So she finally called back, and she goes, I have the answer. And I thought, oh, hallelujah. I will finally know the true meaning of life. I can pass it to my <laughs> readers, our audience, etc." And I said, well, what is it, Skye? And she goes, stuff happens. Move on. And that's actually not the, the word she used, but I no. don't want mm-hmm. this show to get bleeped. So I said, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the meaning of life. She goes, yeah. Don't dwell, you know. You'll always be thrown curveballs in life. And and why, you know, while you never may be able to do anything about the weather, I mean, you can't. You can't stop it from raining or, you know, whatever. Um, You know, you have control over your own thoughts and the way we act toward others. So, you know, we have to realize that. And I think when we do and we're responsible for ourselves, I think it makes it easier to, to move on. I do. It's not out of our control. We're very much in control of our stress and everything. And, right. and it gives you, it's a sense of being empowered that we right. can do it. It's right. possible. You yeah. can be better than before. 
Exactly. And it's all about choices. And, yes. you know, the next one you talk about, and I'm just to say that this is also about, I guess, um, Dr. McGraw, Grail? No, yes, Dr. McGrail Dr. Grail, had John put McGrail. these together. Um, the acceptance. Acceptance is huge. Acceptance is, you know, if we could just accept that things happen <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, acknowledge that our feelings and our emotions and not try to hide them. I mean, we'd all be in a much better place. But we that's that's the big thing is that we don't want to feel uncomfortable because we think we're going to get stuck. And acceptance is is what we need so that we can stop. You're going to write my next book, Lori, I've decided. <laughs> that's it. You know more about this than I do. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you're good, I have to say. <laughs> You know, yes, but it's true. You have to accept. And that's all part of, I think it's all part of really kind of feeling better about yourself and and loving yourself more. And I think that's really important. How many times have we met someone and they go, oh, look how I look today. And look, oh, my God, I'm wearing this and I'm wearing that. I feel awful. And look at that big pimple on my face that you never would have (laughs) noticed in a million years had they not pointed that out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I think it's essential to feel beautiful to yourself, you know, not in an egotistical way, but in a self-loving way, you know, to look in the mirror and say, you're beautiful. I love you who you are because you're me. You know, it sounds a little esoteric, but it's true. You know, you you walk with yourself every day. You live with yourself every day. So it starts with really loving yourself and and knowing that you're okay. You know, I tell so many people, you're okay, you're fine. And and, and I tell you, the other day I was at some place and, and this woman, I asked her a question, like in a, a you know, one of the, a cafe, and, and she goes, oh, I, thank you, have a good day, beautiful, and it was so nice, you know, mm-hmm. and she smiled at me, and I really felt beautiful, even though I was wearing a hoodie that my mother would be turning in her grave had she known, <laughs> <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> with no makeup, and my hair in a scrunchie, oh, um, but, you know, you have to think, and it starts with us, ourselves, and, and what you said, you know, we have to be a little more confident, and, and it's within our power, it's, it's, as I said, it's empowering, we can make the change, we can do it, it doesn't take everyone else doing it for us, we have to start with us, and as you said, and rightly so, happiness is this glow from within that, you know, that's true beauty. It's not necessarily physical beauty, but a, a person who has a glow from within, that's the kind of beauty that no creams, no lotions, no potions can get you. Right. Yeah. And now, we're, we're, emotional is probably one of the biggest, other than your physical health. So we're, we're definitely spending, you know, a lot of time here because it's just an important place. Um, you have a a, t- a subtitle in this about let them be right and it's funny because I always say to people you know you're fighting over mm-hmm. you know something that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things would you rather be happy or right because usually when we're arguing with somebody you know it's because we're wanting to feel justified we're wanting we're wanting to feel right or our ego is and and it's just such a simple shift in your perspective but you know does it really matter if somebody's right like do you does it really matter if you're right and somebody's wrong because it's all about perspective they feel they're right mm-hmm. you feel you're right is it worth getting all twisted up in a knot <laughs> 
depends. It depends. <laughs> no, it's not. It depends what I'm going to be right all the time, you know? So, <laughs> well, we all it, do. It, it, it is true. And you feel like if someone sort of dismisses the fact, it, it makes you feel like smaller, you know, like yeah. I, I think it's your ego uh, getting in the way. And, and it's, it's, it's a question of, I am right. You know, I know I'm right. But sometimes you just have to submerge that ego. And if it makes just, okay, you know you're right. And so that's fine. You don't have to prove it all the time. It's, it's okay. And again, you have to think of yourself. If it adds more stress to fight with the fact that you're right, then don't go there. Just right. say, fine. You know, I mean, why? I have to learn that too. We all have to learn that. In, in relationships are growing experiences. I have been married for 40 years. And I still don't know how to say, you're right, I'm not. <laughs> so... <laughs> read the book <laughs> oh no any 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 husband i must have missed it when i typed it <laughs> any husband that uh any husband that's been in a relationship that long definitely should know by now that the wife is always right oh for sure i mean, it's just like you know he doesn't always understand it or you don't have to what i have to do and again it, for me as i said it's a learning experience to every day small steps um i also have to get the last word <laughs> I mean, it's not like I, he says can't you just leave it and i'm thinking mm, not so much you know and then i have to add something because you were fine when you stopped it blah you know so i said but yeah but you didn't really understand what i find it's 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 good too to put it down in a in an email or write it down. I mean, obviously, just don't either mail it or send the email, which can happen sometimes. Yeah. You just throw out all your feelings and then you accidentally mail it to the person. <laughs> but that helps, you know, to get to yeah. get rid of it. And that's also what I say for people who can't sleep because sometimes you wake up at four a.m. <clears throat> and everything you get all the the boba monsters that are in your head. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> well, there's one now in my throat. Um, and, and it just, they attack you and you know, in the middle of the night that they're going to just come at you because there's nothing to stop them. You know, there's yeah. nothing else going on. So they, everything that you've always worried about all day. So what I suggest too, is just get it all out, write a, a note, uh, on a piece of paper before you go to bed, everything that's bothering you and, and kind of get it out that way. And that also relieves it. So you think, okay, I don't have to worry about it. Or, or the things that you have to do that you're going to wake up at 5 a.m. and say, oh, I forgot to, you know, did I, was I supposed to pick up my child at an overnight? <laughs> <You know? laughs> did I forget to pack their bathing suit for camp? You know, but just put everything in a, in a, in, in down and, and rid yourself of that angst that, that might wake you up in the middle of the night. And also, I think for people too, I find that if I do, write down my emotions somehow and just keep them to myself and even rip them up or burn them, do whatever you want. But, you know, it kind of gets rid of them because sometimes you have it pent up in you and you want to explode. And, and that's not good either. That adds stress. So somehow get rid of them. Some people can do it exercising. If you run on the treadmill, you go out and you, I find if I work out for a half hour, that gets rid of a lot of either hostility or emotion that I might have. That's like a free radical. It shouldn't be there, but it is because some people just can't let it go. So you have to find ways to vent it that are not necessarily at someone or to someone or to yourself. You know, you just have to or to yourself either. You've got to get rid of it, but in a productive way. Yeah, definitely. And one of my favorites before, yes. we'll, before we go is laugh it off. Absolutely. You can never be depressed when you're laughing. You know, it's, it's such a, a little thing. But, I mean, if you're really unhappy or you're really, you know, depressed, I mean, that's why they recommend, you know, when you're sick to watch comedies. Mm-hmm. Because laughing will assist you to to really shift it all. 
It's the best thing in the world. It's the greatest. It's better than any tranquilizer if you find humor. <laughs> I find humor, as you know, Lori, I find humor in everything. <laughs> so, And it's true. You have to. And I think it makes it just life worth living to find some, you know, something it doesn't have to be, you know, ha ha, ho ho, funny, but just something that's, you know, makes you feel good and makes you laugh. So I think it's, I think it's very important. And as I say, to sum it up, you know, um, we do have control over our own thoughts and again, the way we act toward others. And we should know that. And that's the one thing that we can change. Uh, so we should think about that slowly, not, not doing everything at once. It, it right. doesn't happen instantly. And if you just make small steps in the right direction, you're going to look and feel better than before. Absolutely. Which brings us to our next rung, which is all around nutrition. Now, nutrition definitely is one of those areas. Um, You talk about, well, gluten-free, but you also talk about sugar-free. And and I have to say that probably sugar is one of our biggest problems as a drug in, in food. Sugar, like tobacco, is addictive, as is salt. And you can get addicted to it. And that's why when you buy low-fat items like low-fat yogurt, if I looked, I I saw a six-ounce container of yogurt at a store. It was no fat. They had 23 grams of sugar. That's the problem. That replaced the fat. So it's sometimes better to eat some fat than it is all that sugar. That's why we're a nation of pre-diabetics, diabetics, diabetes too, which can be controlled with diet. Because the sugar is, and that's why we have so much obesity in this country because we we just there's sugar there's salt there's fast food and fried food and you know a lot of people again the stress issue they just eat they eat they don't even think about what they're putting in their mouth and your health as i said and i said in the book your health is what you put in your mouth and it's the little things that you do every day that build the good habits and, and you know, Lori, we say on, 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 on our show, you didn't gain weight in one day, so you can't expect to lose it by dinner. And, and you know that the more drastic the diet, the more tasteless the food, the hungrier you will be. And on day three, you'll end up eating everything in the house and gaining what you lost plus 10 pounds more. So again, small steps. And I recommend to start with what I call a junk hunt. Go through your refrigerator. Go through your house slowly. Don't throw everything out because the next minute you'll be at the corner store buying everything that you threw out. <laughs> I mean that you know it'll just it'll just add more stress because it's going to cost you even more money for the same thing. But slowly, you know, be aware of what you're eating, and that's a, the first step. And you can't eat what you can't see. So if something tempts you, don't have it around because you know that's the first thing you're going to do. You're going to yeah. eat it. So I can't eat like a half a muffin. I have to eat the whole thing. Some people can, you know, like take a bite. Really? Who can take a bite? It doesn't work that way. Jane, (laughs) I can't eat one cookie. No. If I buy a box of cookies. Right. (laughs) Or one chip if I buy a bag of chips. So, yeah, I can't have. It's impossible. And people say, oh, just leave some on your plate. I I can't leave any on my plate. So I take (laughs) what, what I should eat. And most of it, I find, if you put a lot of stuff. Now, I like a lot of food. Some people don't. Some people don't eat that much. I eat a lot, and I know that. So you have to understand what your makeup is. So if I eat mostly the vegetables, you know, pile like tons of vegetables. You could grow, you know, you could have a field with the vegetables. (laughs) You could grow (laughs) crops for two years with what I eat, like one dinner. Uh, Fill your plate up so you you can eat um, because that that makes makes me happy. You know, I like to eat. I don't like to be hungry. So 
uh, and a lot of people actually don't even know what hunger is anymore because they're always mm-hmm. eating. So, I mean, you know, it's 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 nice to to be, to be hungry. I don't know who came up with the three meals a day because some people say, well, that's not even making any sense. You eat when you're hungry, but most people don't know when they are hungry. That's <laughs> true. I, I don't know when I've had a real hunger pay. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't, <laughs> and most people don't either. But you know, start slowly again. Go through your kitchen. Go through your cabinets. Get rid of things that, that are going to tempt you. That's a good start. And the other start is, you know, go and, and learn to read labels, and you'll see what you're eating. Read the salt content, the fat content, the trans fat content, the chemicals. You know, if you can't pronounce it, you don't want it in your body, except maybe for quinoa, which I've yet to learn how to pronounce <laughs> or spell. <laughs> There's like an A at the end. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, these are these little first steps that you can take and, 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 you know, the stuff like the chunky monkeys and the cronuts and the, and the, you know, the cheese doodles that, you know, you're going to head for it shouldn't have them around. Yeah. Shouldn't have them around. So start to making one small change, even if it's a slice of whole grain for white bread or order a vegetable topping for your pizza. I hope my husband will not be listening to the show because he should not be eating pizza or, you know, <laughs> or you can edit that part out after if you feel that it could tempt him. <laughs> if you feel the word pizza, just feel free to edit that part out. Um, you know, and use a little less sugar in your coffee. Just baby, baby steps to 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 get where you from where you are to where you want to be. Nutrition wise, too. Be aware of what you eat. That's all that you can. That's really all you can do. And you'll see. And and I always say to write things down because you'd be surprised what you eat. Kind of snack eat. Yeah. And if you look and see. And that's why Weight Watchers are so successful. You have to write everything down. And then you go back over and say, really, I didn't realize I ate that box of Oreos. <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I have no re- re- recollection of having the entire box of Oreos or the whole pint of chunky monkey ice cream. I must have yeah. been like sleepwalking. <laughs> but if you, make it, if, you, if you write things down and you're aware, that makes a big difference. Yeah. The more conscious you are and the more conscious mm-hmm. eating you do, I mean, ironically, we do it to make ourselves feel better. Um, but we don't actually taste most of the food that we eat because we, you know, we're distracting ourselves and usually we are even distracting ourselves while we're eating. So there's so many things that happen that, you know, if we were, if we were to bring more presence into our eating, we'd actually enjoy it more and we would possibly be able to leave things (laughs) on the plate. But, you know, then, you know, you have to get rid of the guilt thing that is part of the reason why we do that but you know it's it's just ironic that you know we do things like eat certain foods as comfort foods to make us feel better to bring in you know to bring back a memory of you know a time when it made us feel better but we don't actually even get to taste most of our food or enjoy it because we're not very conscious while we eat we you're you know, absolutely right on that i i've had but of course i have memories of liver juice so you know anything is a big <laughs> step up from that one uh so <laughs> and my brother would he put little piles of spinach behind the curtains i remember we used to find <laughs> these little piles of spinach like how'd that get there <laughs> you didn't like spinach so. <laughs> i like that kind of stuff what can i tell you but, i, but I right. love spinach yeah. but i I don't yeah. give it to me cooked. There's many, many vegetables that I cannot eat cooked. I would much prefer to have them raw. And, and raw diet, it, it's funny because, well, you know, some point. people say the raw diet's really good. Other people say it can be hard to digest. It's a real tricky, you know, finding the way you're supposed to do things. But, yeah. Well, it's also what you like. 
Yeah. You're not going to eat something you don't like. You can't force yourself to eat because it shouldn't be a diet. Diet means that you're going to go off it tomorrow and start Monday. Start again Monday. You know that. Oh, I'll yeah. start Monday or the whole weekend I can eat. And that That's not how it should work. Diet is really a way of life. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle regimen. So you have to incorporate the food that you like to eat. And if you need a treat every now and then, fine, you can have it. You just don't have it every single day, you know, but that's okay too. But it's important to, you know, again, my husband's not going to eat kale. I can do it a million different ways. You can put it in a smoothie. You can put it in this. You can saute it. You can, he goes, kale. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? Yes. So it it doesn't work. You have to go, and we all have specific tastes. You know, not everyone likes what I like, and and, and it 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 really makes a difference to eat what you like, and then work around a lifestyle program that includes it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, just be aware of why you like certain foods. <laughs> yeah, comfort foods. Yeah. I mean, the food never talks. Ice cream never talks back to you. It never says, gee, you know, you look heavy in that dress or your rear end looks heavy in that dress because, you know, chances are that ice cream made it to begin with that Mm -hmm. way, but it never admits it. (laughs) You're not going to blame it. So I remember going to a nutritionist once and he goes, honey, you can just put that bagel right on your thighs because that's where it's going to end up anyway. Don't even bother eating it. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, but... If you like a bagel, which people do, uh, mm-hmm. take take the insides out. I mean, kind of work around it so it's not as bad. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. So my husband knows that. What happened to the inside of the bagel? <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> it must have been a bagel with, with, with no insides. I don't huh. know what could have happened. And also the chicken. <laughs> I love chicken legs. I don't want hot chicken. If I have it like at Whole Food, they have hot chicken. I bring it home and the legs are gone. I always tell them that... This is a very interesting chicken because it had no legs. <laughs> it must have been like a, a, a weird chicken. <laughs> That's why it was on sale. <laughs> All right. Fourth rung, fitness. Yes. You know, it's, it's such a it, – fitness does so much more than just control our weight. As you say, it combats disease, improves your mood, it boosts your energy, and it promotes better sleep. Fitness and stress, so huge. So huge. And I think that you can get rid of, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of the stress by being better fit. And I don't mean, you know, in New York, you know, that the, the, there are people who go to the 6, will never miss a 6 a.m. spin class. I will not go near a bicycle, nor will I go near an elliptical machine or a swimming pool for that matter. I just don't like that. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I just don't want to get in a bathing suit or I don't like to swim. I haven't figured that one out. <laughs> it could be a little boat. But, um, you know, you or a lot of the mantras here, you know, train insane or remain the same. But hmm. that shouldn't be because no. you don't have to go there. We all know the person who signed up for a health club. They did every single one of the machines. They managed to get hurt because... Yeah. Of course they would. And they never go back, which makes it the world's most expensive, either swim or walk on the treadmill <laughs> or push up. <laughs> so, you know, they join the club for X amount of dollars and they just don't go back. So, again, it's slowly. And we can all find, let's say, 30 minutes to walk, even if it's to park your car a little further from your destination. Or if you don't live in the 89th floor in a high skyscraper in New York City, <laughs> if you live on the 6th or 7th, you know, use the stairs. Or just find 
find something that you like to do fitness-wise, again, very similar to nutrition. If you find you're not going to, I will never like the elliptical. I just won't. I'm not going to do it. If that was the only machine in the world, I would weigh about 5,000 pounds (laughs) because I'd never go on it. But you can walk. And, And there's no one who can't say that. They can't take off no matter how busy they are to walk somewhere for 30 minutes or find a treadmill and go on it for 30 minutes. And if, and if you don't like to walk, if you can't walk, and remember we had a, on our show we had the um, yes. chair yoga or, or just do calisthenics from your chair, lift your arms over your head, just get your blood going. It doesn't have to be difficult. And, and if some people would maybe like yoga, try different things. Right. It might not look like hard work, but it can help you distress and tone and lengthen and in, improve your core strength. So I recommend finding new things. Right. Although my husband did get stuck in a pretzel once after a massage, <laughs> and he said, I'm, you know, why'd you do that? I said, well, I thought you'd like yoga. <laughs> you'd have to do the lotus with such, with, with such gusto that <laughs> you couldn't get out of it. <laughs> yes, but you know, men, they, they have to be it's the possible. best, right? Very, very, very stubborn. But, you know, if you think of it this way, exercise, we talk about happiness, Lori. It, it, it enhances your feel-good neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine, and you feel less depressed. So that's a positive way to get rid of depression instead of perhaps popping a, a pill. Yeah. Or eating something we shouldn't. Because then you get depressed the next day. You feel good for the moment. But then the next day, you don't feel well. You feel heavy, and you feel, I shouldn't have eaten that, and you feel guilty. Yeah. So it's almost better not to eat it than to eat it and feel awful the next day. Yeah. And, and, and again, like all of these wrongs, like to put them all together, like it's, it's really good to have fitness, you know, make sure first that you're f- what, what fitness level you're at so that you mm-hmm. don't overdo it. And walking, as you say, I feel walking is probably one of the most beneficial, far better than running on your joints and things. Yes. Um, but yeah, there are people that can't walk. So find something that find works something for you. Find something you can do. As long yeah. as you keep, again, you can move your arm. You, you, can, you can find something that you, can, that you can do and you should try to do it. And try to do it every day. That's important. You know, make, be consistent with your exercise program because if you do it once a week it's not really going to have any effect the other thing i suggest is to buy a little pedometer you can get them on amazon.com they're very inexpensive and keep track of how many how much you walk i know a friend of mine said oh she walks you know like twenty thousand steps a day she bought a pedometer and she said i said well how much did you walk today and she looked it was like two steps (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you you fool yourself thinking that you said well i walk around the office well apparently it's not that much exercise as much as she thought it so again, keep track. Uh, write write your progress down. I remember years and years ago, I interviewed Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was like Mr. America, and he goes, "You know, I brought, I put everything down in a book, and then I look down and I, 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 I see my progress, and I, I feel good that I have accomplished whatever he accomplished that day." Hmm. So it may, it makes sense for that too. He also said when he wants a little Danish, he eats a little Danish. And I thought, does he talk about the the country person, <laughs> you know, or the or the bear claw? <laughs> now, of course, we can't do better than before if we don't actually talk about the fifth rung. I think we're going to run out of time after this one, but we definitely have to talk about beauty. Definitely. Because, again, what we talked about with cancer survivors, when you look better, you feel better. When you look good, you do feel better. And I think, again, we're very, very hard on ourselves. And that single-handedly destroys our self-esteem. 
And nobody's looking at the fact, I mean, you might think, not you, but one <laughs> might think, uh, meaning me, that my nose is big, um, that, but no one cares. I mean, no one's staring at it. But I say, if you really, if it really bothers you and you can do something about it, do it. You know, why not? There's so much available today to, to, to help you look a little better. And, the, but the whole thing is to look in the mirror and turn things around, you know, make it a habit, say something nice about yourself. Do you have nice eyes, nice lips? Does your skin look good today? You know, don't focus on the pimple or the nose. And uh, that that's really so, it, it so helps your self-esteem. And that's what it's all about. And And as you said, so rightly, beauty comes from within and a happy person has a glow to their skin that's undeniable and a lack of enthusiasm for life wrinkles the soul. There you go. <clears throat> There you go. Very, very good. I mean, yeah, beauty is, is from the inside out and you talk about that and you know, it's, it's, it's really how you feel and which is an emotional thing. It's an emotional response. So we do need to, I mean, there are little things that we can do that, you know, can go a long way, which is, you know, knowing our skin and, you know, protecting it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it's really, it's really about, it's really about the emotional and how you feel about yourself. I mean, that's, you know, learning to love yourself or to accept yourself. That probably is the biggest piece that we need to do. I mean, it's, it seems so simple, but it really, we, it's really not so simple. (laughs) Now you're going to write the sequel to the next book as well. So now I have a two-book deal for you, Lori. That's very true what you just said. It is, it's not simple, but it is. You have to start with yourself. And I remember someone saying, uh, after my, my mother died, of course, I was very, very depressed, although she had Alzheimer's. It's a whole different show. But, um, but they said, look, Jane, you know, take care of yourself because you're the only self you have. And that was well said and very true. Because we have to start with ourselves. All of this, we have to start with ourselves. And it starts with feeling better about yourself. And I I love the quote, there's a quote about being humble. Being humble is not not about thinking less of yourself. It's just about thinking of yourself less. (laughs) So, (laughs) So you have to start by thinking a lot of yourself. You're good. You're okay. You're fine. You have no idea how many people who I say, you look good today, or, or gee, I like that outfit, or, or what, what a nice, you know, your skin looks good, or anything, a little compliment. It makes their entire day. Yeah. So it, it does make sense, and that all comes down to, you know, support is, is one of the, the, the ninth, the eighth rung, actually, yes. as social beings. You know, we can't become our best selves alone, so we have to get our family involved, our friends, and make feeling good a group effort. And we all sort of bolster ourselves and and make everyone around you feel good you make people feel good that's that's you know that is what you do and that's why you have a, 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 such a huge audience who just adore you thank you um, because that it makes sense and, and you have such wonderful energy that's what you exude and that's what i'm hoping people will learn to exude that positive energy come from a more positive place and you'll see how much better your life will be I definitely agree that, you know, the support issue, we all need support. We're, we're not alone, but we tend to think that we have to live alone or go through something alone. And support is so huge, as well as the other, 
rungs on your ladder. I mean, natural remedies. We sort of talked about that with the doctor's order. Spirituality, mm-hmm. how to, you know, to go within the support, giving back. Giving back is huge. You know, it's, you have the complete package. And I really sincerely hope that people, you know, get the book, Long Live You, your step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before. It's, you know, it's just a, such a, a an important part of all of this to, you know, to not take life so seriously, but to also to, to realize that we can visualize taking steps, baby steps towards, you know, feeling better than before. And Jane, you, you know, you are a wonderful person that inspires people to, to make those, you know, changes. And I think that's, that is giving back. You are always giving back. And I hope that, uh, I hope, I wish you all the success. And thank, thank you, you. Lori. I do appreciate that very, very much. And the one thing we have to remember is you're never too old or too young to start to get your life back on track. Absolutely. Uh, it's, there's, it's, it's ageless. Anyone, we can all do it. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I very much enjoyed speaking with you on now, a different, in a different level. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now you can find out more about Jane and her book if you go to her website. It's just janewilkinsmichael.com, right? Correct. Awesome. And I will add your, um, your commercial in here at the end and then the last little bit. All right. You have been listening to News for the Heart. We've been getting to the heart of what matters with Jane Wilkins-Michael on her new book, Long Live You. Thanks for joining, and we'll be back next week. As listeners of our iHeartRadio talk show know, Jane Wilkins-Michael is one of the foremost experts on all things health, beauty, and fitness. Jane has just released her highly anticipated new book, Long Live You, a step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before. In it, she shares a collection of advice, tips, and personal antidotes, along with lifestyle suggestions from some of the world's top beauty, health, and fitness experts, many of whom have been interviewed on this show. Are you hoping to make positive health decisions, improve your emotional well-being, establish a support system, give something back to your community and the world? Jane's new book will help you look years younger and also live a longer, healthier, happier, and more beautiful life. You can order Long Live You, your step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before at your local bookstore or at Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com, where it's available for delivery or as an ebook. Or go to Jane's website, janewilkinsmichael.com. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org. 